Most of you have no foundation at all. Now, the trouble's with your attitude. I don't like the fact that when, as soon as I walk outside of my house, it is going to be Niagara Falls running down the crack of my aunt. Shut up and sit down. Last time on the show. The back of his truck reads, Your girl probably in here. <laughs> Oh, that's perfect. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I immediately English. said, I <laughs> bet she's not. <laughs> I bet. I bet she's not. That's loud. We have kids sleeping right now. Welcome to Critical Mass, everybody. Are we going to whisper the whole show? Hmm. No, no. I, I, this is a good volume, don't you think? I mean, I'm good with it. I'm happy with it. And I think the listeners are, too. Uh, welcome back, Rocco. Welcome back, Dan. And welcome, listeners. This is Critical Mass Season 11. What is it? I don't even know. I, I don't... I I mean, I was trying to think of some kind of, like, silly... Because we had Season X, because it was 10. Like was, and, it was and then we had Season Q. For quarantine. This would really be technically season 12. Yeah, in essence, yes. Season legal in Mexico is what is what this is. So, season M. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it got dark right away. It, it always does. It always does. Yeah. Oh, Dan. I mean... I feel like there's just been so much going on since we last aired and like, I'm tired of it. Like uh, I was hoping that we would be like, Hey, not a lot's gone on. Well, the world keeps spinning, whether we're making a podcast or not, you know, but before we get into the heavy shit, you know, how, how have you been buddy? Um, you know, I've been all right. I've been, uh, focusing on, you know, some weight loss, Mm-hmm. Um, and doing a lot of comic and toy collecting, um, and uh, just hanging out with the kids. Oh, that comic book and toy collecting does that fill the void for you or not? What what void there? Which void? <laughs> I mean, can you be more specific? <laughs> My God, dude, you're posting constantly about the fucking little vinyl plastic dolls that you buy and the comic books that you're buying, and it's just like, dude you'll never be able to fill that empty hole inside of you. So stop. I guess, I guess it's true. Um, the comics are, are purely because I'm actually really enjoying reading all those different storylines. Uh, the vinyl dolls, that is a void. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just glad you could admit it. It's healthy. That step. Well, that's good. And, and all the children are uh, happy and healthy and safe. Uh, yeah, they're, uh, I mean, they're all right. They're, they're mouths that I've got to feed and, you know, it's always annoying. Um, but no, no, they're, they're great. They're doing great. How about, uh, how about your, uh, midgets there? Uh, well, the smallest one is learned to walk. 
So that's scary. Terrifying. You know? And she's annoyed because she thinks she has entitlements um, where she can just walk wherever she wants. You White know, she's privilege, fit. man. Exactly. So I, you know, I try and speak truth to power. And, you know, I tell her just because you're white and you can walk doesn't mean you can go anywhere you want. And lo and behold, she crossed the picket line and started a riot between the RPD and the protesters. I I saw that in her eyes. I really did. You know, when I first met her, I said, she's going to do something. You know, some say I shouldn't have brought a baby to a protest. But I say, you know, how old was Ruth Bader Ginsburg when she changed history? No one knows. I mean, I, I I feel like she was born this old, powerful woman. Like, she was just born that way. Oh, yeah. Are you talking about uh, one of my kids, or are you talking about Ruth Bader Ginsburg? <laughs> Ruth Bader. I mean, either way. <laughs> no, Ruth, you know, it's sad. She's It's sad, that, it, it's sad that she's dead because she... You know, I've been I've been seeing a lot of stuff on this their internet thing, and there's these camp of people. I call them the most disgusting, and they're the ones that are like bury her and give us a judge that'll overturn Roe versus Wade, and you're just like honestly wait. <laughs> they don't want to wait what? for the body cold. They just they don't even care about burying her. They'll just leave her on the fucking front steps of the fucking Supreme Court. They don't give a shit. They just want someone new in there. Clean out her off. I guarantee your office is cleaned by now. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. And these are people that should probably commit suicide, and I mean that <laughs> thoroughly. Um, I mean, it would be no loss. And then you've got the people that are, like, sad that she's dead. You know, and I feel like I'm part of that camp. You know, I'm sad that she's gone. Um, you know, she had accomplished a lot in her lifetime. But then there's this other camp of people that I, I just, I can't. They can't like, make sense of. Yeah, they're like, you know, I'm a I'm a real liberal. I'm a real progressive. She wasn't that great. Here's a list of all the things she did wrong. She was an awful person to fuck the establishment. And I just feel like there's no pleasing you. Yeah, those people are tough to to get along with. Um I as far as their opinion goes, you know, it's interesting because she did look a Supreme Court judge along with Guess what, folks? Any judge anywhere is not supposed to be liberal, progressive, or conservative, or left or right. They're literally supposed to be in the middle, uh, impartial. And so not every decision is going to go that direction. You know, they're going to go the direction of what they think is best based on what the Constitution says. They're there to literally interpret the Constitution of the United States. But... Um, Yes, and you're absolutely right, but they're, the judges are there to uphold the law for white America only. And I think that we learned that today in the verdict um, for Breonna Taylor's murderers, her mm. killers, the three police officers. Now, Dan, did you hear what the verdict was? I did not. Of the three officers, only one was charged with anything. He was in charge with wanton destruction. For this reason, he fired a weapon in an apartment building and the bullets went through drywall and those bullets could have killed someone on the other side of the drywall. You know, the bullets that went through 
Brianna first. Let me hold on. Let me just correct you a little bit. This man that you're speaking of, who shall go unnamed? Sure. Um, who sprayed bullets everywhere? What happened was during the raid, and that's what it was. It was a raid. Let's not pretend it was anything else. It was a no-knock warrant. It was a it was a no-knock warrant. However, um, at the last second, it was changed or something like that, where they were supposed to actually say who they were before they came in. So they were supposed to announce themselves, say that they were the police. Now, according to the police, they said I was supposed to stay in college. (laughs) Right. According to the police, they said it over and over again. However, there was a lot of yelling and screaming and shouting. And from Brianna's boyfriend, the good boyfriend, by the way. So let's back up. The police were there because Brianna's apartment is where her ex-boyfriend used to stay. And he had several other, what are called these drug houses, I forget the name for them, Switch House or something like that. I don't know. He had several other other of these houses, these properties, um, that were basically trafficking for for drugs. And so they, they cased all these houses over and over again. And they realized, okay, Brianna's apartment is one of these places. Well, she had broken up with him, okay? They weren't together anymore. And she was with this other guy that she had seen previously in her life. Now, they're together chilling out watching Netflix. They go to sleep. The cops bust into the apartment looking for either her ex-boyfriend or a bunch of money and drugs. Sure. Okay? So, eyewitnesses and, I guess, earwitnesses that live above her in the same apartment complex did not hear the police announce themselves until the very last blow that the door took from the swing hammer. They blasted the door three times and couldn't get it open until the final swing. And just before it opened, they said, police, that's according to witnesses that were there. So they bust in and only announced themselves after they had already created a giant mess of confusion. The legally armed uh, Brianna Taylor's boyfriend at the time fired a shot because he heard screaming and yelling and people breaking into his apartment. Sure. Like any American. Right. He fired a shot and hit the police officer in the thigh. And the police police officer began to bleed profusely and knew that he had been hit in the femoral artery. So he starts freaking out and calling for backup and yelling and screaming. A bunch of shots go back and forth. They, Brianna Taylor, by the way, is is hiding in her bedroom, like on the floor, terrified. The police retreat. Don't say anything. They just leave. Meanwhile, he's in there scared shitless. He's like, okay, I just shot someone. I don't know where Brianna Taylor is. I don't know what's going on. As they leave, they're calling the ambulance, who is already parked outside. But there's a gate to the apartment complex that it can't get through. So they're all holding this police officer who's bleeding out, running outside, trying to get him to that ambulance. They're literally just going to run him to the ambulance. But the ambulance decides to barge through the gate, but gets stuck in the process. This is an entirely botched situation. 
because it's far more important that that police officer get medical attention than anything else, right? Well, yeah. So, so he Who gets rushed. Man? Right. Even though they just shot a bunch of gunshots through an apartment complex that could have killed anybody. Then one of the friend, one of the cops who's buddies with this guy gets so enraged that this just happened, that his friend just got shot in the leg. Because what a shock. You busted in someone's home and you got shot. Oh, weird. So what he does is he walks outside, faces the apartment complex that he knows of Brianna Taylor's apartment, that whole wall faces, sure. and opens fire randomly, shooting at the, the apartment complex from the outside. So it's not as if he was already in the apartment shooting. He went outside into the parking lot, faced the building, and just started shooting randomly. They believe, they're not sure, but they believe that those shots were what killed Breonna Taylor. And they know for a fact that those shots just missed a mother who had a five-year-old kid and was pregnant at the time in another apartment. He was fired immediately. And other police officers, especially in that unit, condemned it. They said, that's ridiculous. It was not okay. It was not acceptable. But yet they still defend the idea that they basically busted into someone's home and then got upset that someone got shot. So, yeah, he gets fired. The other officers were technically doing their job, a shitty fucking job, if you ask me, and a ridiculous uh, idea that they would break into someone's home and, and hope that it went well. But as far as criminal action goes, I think that guy, he's the murderer. He's Breonna Taylor's murderer. Sure, but nothing's done about it. Nothing's been done. And mm -hmm. for a charge to come out, someone is dead, and the charge is wanton destruction. And it's talked about how well, what, what they, kind of what kind of uh, does that come with jail time? Like, what's the punishment for that? That that I don't know. I'd have to look into that. But I'm just saying, it's still like there's still no justice. Yeah. Still, after all this time has gone by, and and there's still there's still no justice, and. And it's insane. It's insane that there's still people that say white privilege isn't a real thing. Or people that are, like, excited about shooting protesters. I mm -hmm. actually had a conversation with a man today, a grown man, who said, I'm seeing protesters outside my window. Um, someone in the South that I know. Um, I see protesters outside my window. It's a good thing I've got my AR. It's a good thing I got my AR right here. And then begins to list off all the weapons they own. And I feel like when you make a list of weapons that you own, that list ends up being longer than your penis. And that's why you have all of these weapons. Like, yeah. I don't like so let me get this straight. You want to just shoot people like that these and they they speak so openly about how they have their guns just to shoot people. You know, and it's it's crazy. It's craziness. But as we're sitting here talking about this, you know, I get a notification on my phone and 
there's talk that the president will not commit to a peaceful transition of power if he loses the election, discusses staying on regardless of the election results, and saying he wants to ram a, a Supreme Court justice through in case there is there needs to be a tiebreaker for his election that there's a Republican judge in there. These are all things that are that were just reported on that I'm seeing. I'm sure they didn't happen just now. I'm sure they happened earlier today. But I'm seeing yeah. the reporting of this now. Well, Donald Dump um, is he doesn't really care, you know, about the rules clearly um, or precedent. Uh, it's obvious to me and everybody on the right that they don't care about integrity. Um, they're not worried about saving face. Lindsey Graham, uh, any of the Republican people that have that said at one time that they wouldn't do this, but now are. Um, they, they don't care about that because they know that they're in power right now, and so they have to take advantage of that. Yes. Because the Supreme Court becoming far more conservative is so much more important than even winning the next election. Because the next election could only last for four years. The Supreme Court, this could last for decades. Yes, for it's a life appointment. And it's it's wild that these people are even allowed to exist. They truly like it is such an obvious and absolute abuse of power. Mm. It's it's incredible to me. It's like they live in a different reality. So like I tried to talk to someone else and I said another supporter of of Trump and I said, yeah, I said, what would you do if Obama wanted to, uh, you know, said that that he wouldn't give up the presidency? Well, you know, that's not very American, and that's something that we would need to make sure of. Mm -hmm. Okay, so how come when Trump says all these things, well, the difference is, is that Trump hasn't gotten a fair shake, and everybody were Obama worshipers, and that was like a cult. That's what they were saying to me. And I'm like, okay, so you're not someone I can even have a conversation with. Yeah, that's really sad. You can't really have a conversation with any Trump supporter. You just can't. And I, God, you know, it's it's hard to be as open-minded as you can and, and try and realize, okay, maybe the way I feel about certain topics, maybe, the, maybe my opinions are so strong-willed that my mind can't be changed. But, I mean, how many facts do you have to throw at somebody before you realize, okay, I'm not delusional, they are? I mean, someone in the equation has to be delusional, right? You would, you would think it's, it's incredible the lengths that these people will go to, to save face. It's, it's mind-boggling, and... I, I look at them and when they speak and it's just like, what are you, what are you like? What kind of crack? This is what it comes down to, Dan. Mm -hmm. These are the racists, the xenophobes, the homophobes, the transphobes that have 
stayed hidden for so many years and felt like they didn't have a voice because they were awful people. And mm-hmm. the thing is, is they didn't have a voice because they are awful people. And now they have a president that really symbolizes what they believe in. So not only are they rising up, but they are adamant that they are right because mm-hmm. they have a president that thinks that way. If you are a Trump supporter at this point, you are you're scum. You're a scum person. I don't know what yeah. else to tell you. And it makes me sad because I have family members that are Trump supporters. And I just say, like, you have really you you've got so many pro it's like there's just it's just synonymous with having a lot of mental problems. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that it's a mental problem so much as it is, I guess, just more of a delusional It's mental and... illness. Delusions <laughs> of grandeur. Delusions of grandeur. <laughs> yeah. Which is I guess. I guess. I just illness. I look at them and I, I honestly think it's more of an education issue. I think it's a lack of education. I think these people are completely uneducated, and they've already had preconceived notions about the world, i.e. the worldview. We keep going back to that. But furthermore, they 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 have these deep-seated issues with people that are different than them, i.e. Mexicans or foreigners of any kind, Muslims. But it's steeped um, in deep insecurity within themselves. It's, right. It's steeped in that. In okay. That. You know what I mean? And then it develops into I, I'm I'm not even trying to be funny. And mm-hmm. it's a, I think that tr- I think that in years to come, if we ever get America back, that the DSM will have something called Trumpism <laughs> or or tr- I'm serious. And it's going to be um, extreme narcissism with yeah. delusions of grandeur with an inability to grasp reality. Yeah. I mean, if you really think about it, I think that that covers not everybody, though. I think that that covers people that are intelligent enough to know the difference and yet still feel that way. I think that there's plenty of Trump supporters that are just straight up stupid. Well, that's fair. Okay, that's they're, fair. They're brought up stupidly. They had a lack of education. They never met a black person in their life or a Jewish person or this or that. And they, you know, if they've never been exposed to everything else in their life, then they begin to hate because they don't know any different. So I think, I think that there's a swath of people out there and, and even beyond the mental illness and beyond the stupidity, I think you have a lot of people that are just simply pro life. There's a huge, huge movement right now to swing back the entire culture of pro-life and not pro-choice and it but begins why but why because their their quotations of the bible aren't true so there's got to be a real reason well because rocco they believe that abortion is killing babies and They're for most stupid then I, I know but for most normal people we think wow yeah killing babies is bad like, I wouldn't want to go kill a baby. Like, that's pretty fucked up and wrong. And so I understand where they're coming from. We just simply disagree on what a baby is. You know, and that's more of a philosophical question. When does life begin? In or out of the uterus? Or three weeks in, when you hear a heartbeat? Is it a heartbeat or is it just uh, pulses through the, through the embryonic fluid? 
Um, but, so this debate is very clearly indicated with it's none of your fucking business. That and and that's the that's the thing. Right. That's it. It's a medical right, but, procedure. Okay, but then there's pushback. So if I'm playing devil's advocate, the idea is okay. Well, there's a lot of laws out there that we've created as a society that have nothing to do with you or me. So what is it any of your business? What's it your business if I pee in a national park? It's none of your business. Why is that illegal? But I'm but I'm for that being legal. Like I'm okay with that being legal because it's none of my business. I see. Well, you're not helping my argument here. My my retort to that is because we want to live in a society that is civil. So murder, for example, you know, if someone murders your neighbor, I mean, it's kind of, I know you don't really love your neighbors, but like, obviously that's a problem. You can't just go murdering people. Sure, but that's different because then that murderer has the potential of murdering someone else, including myself or my family, if I'm taking a selfish look at it. Mm -hmm. But looking at mankind as a whole, that's the the selfish the, the you could take the selfishness out and you can be selfless still and say I don't want them to murder anyone period and they shouldn't be part of society and the issue is with it, when it comes to these pro life people first of all they're all hypocrites every single one is a hypocrite there right. is not a single pro life person that isn't a hypocrite you're just a, if you're pro life they need to they need to change their their wording it's not pro life it's pro white baby Exactly. That's all it is, is pro-white baby. Mm -hmm. Or the ones that say they're pro-life, but they're really pro-choice. Mm -hmm. I had a great conversation with a guy who, who the argument was the name. No, I'm pro-life. I said, okay, but, but you would support a woman getting an abortion. Well, yes. F but wait, what? But I'm pro-life. I wouldn't want my wife to get an abortion. And, you know, we could raise the baby. I said, okay, maybe there's women that can't raise the baby, or she was raped, or it's a medical condition, and they have to terminate the pregnancy. I said, okay, so you're pro-choice. No, man, not pro-choice. I'm not one of those fucking people. I'm not a baby killer. And I, you know what I mean? And that, too. He doesn't is, get it. He just doesn't get it. Is, what are you, the fuck are you talking about? Well, they don't. See, they believe they're making these decisions based on faith. And they're thinking like, oh, how hard is it to raise a baby? I mean, we live in the middle class or upper upper class. That's where all these people are coming from. They're not coming from lower class yeah. churches. And they go, oh, it's not that hard. And, you know, if, if, if you just made better decisions in your life and then raising a baby wouldn't be so hard. Well, the reality is whether or not they've made the right or wrong decisions, most of these young women can't support themselves. And helping to support a baby is even harder, which means they're going to be going on fucking welfare programs, okay? Social programs that help her and the baby get food, get housing. Um, and, and my God, doesn't it just piss you off as a conservative? I mean, think about that. That's more and more tax dollars going towards somebody that can't literally subsist on their own. Like, they have to take your money. So what's it going to be? Yeah. They create their own problems, conservatives, and they don't. Un they just want the problems to go away, yeah. their way. But they don't understand that you create. And you just gave the perfect example of that. Well, we're pro-life. Rah rah rah. Have that baby. Well, that baby better not be on food stamps. Mm -hmm. It better not be coming out of my tax money. Then right. why didn't you shut the fuck up to begin with? Right. Why didn't you just shut up? I mean, there's a whole slew of other 
social drains that that baby and mother are going to have to go through if you think about it. I mean, it's ridiculous. And uh, furthermore, this is largely a Catholic thing, too. The Catholics are the really the ones pushing this anti-abortion stuff. But if you think about it— And evangelicals. But if you think about it, a lot of these religious right people don't even talk about practicing safe sex. They're not pro-condom. They're not um, uh, pro-birth control pill. They're not even pro um, the the night after pill, whatever it's called. The morning after pill. The morning after pill. They're not pro any of that. The only thing that they're pro is pro not having sex. And that is so unrealistic. Yes, and it and yes. it discludes anybody that's been raped. It, 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 correct, but this is the thing, though. With, so I was grown up. I grew up a devout Catholic, a devout Roman Catholic, mm-hmm. and the the two major pillars of Catholicism are going to be your Roman Catholics and your Irish Catholics, which I never really understood the dichotomy, um, because it's pretty much the same fucking thing. Right now, those two. I think the Irish what? Catholic. I think the Irish Catholics were the ones that were fucking the sheep all the time. I mean, maybe, maybe I so. Think, I think that's the difference. I mean, really, both are born of Roman Catholicism. But you got your Roman Catholics, you got your Irish Catholics. Obviously, the Roman Catholics are your Italians. Your Irish Catholics, well, you could figure that out on your own. <coughs> the Chinese. Anyway, um, <laughs> um. No, but what I'm trying to say is, is right now those sects of Catholicism are like more liberal mm-hmm. than what's being pushed in the evangelical society. And they're the ones that are really, really, really pushing that um, pro-life. But in the words of George Carlin, pre-born, you're saved. Preschool, you're fucked. Yeah, that's. That's the evangelical kind of way of looking at it. And those are the folks that love Trump. Those are the folks that are really, really pushing that Trump agenda and pushing that pro-life agenda when really it's not pro-life. You're not pro-life. You're pro-life. You can tell me you're pro-life when you care about the kids in cages in uh, in exactly. the border. Yeah. You can tell me you're pro-life when you fly a BLM flag. You can tell me you're pro-life when you get in a protest about all the African Americans killed at police hands, and then and then you want to tell me you're you're you there. Can, for- you can be pro-life when you march in a gay pride parade. Exactly. You can't, or or you strike down or vote against the death penalty. Or when you say that blocking Muslim countries from our country is wrong. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Then then you right. can say. I'm pro-life. Exactly. Until then, you're just a piece of shit. Right. You, what you are is you're pro-white, Christian, affluent baby. Yes. That's all you're pro. And it's interesting because they're not, you know, we talk about the kids in cages. I mean, look at this. these babies. There's babies in cages. Babies. Yeah. But... Before that baby was born, it was a fetus. It was a glob of cells. It was just a coagulation of, of life that was beginning, okay? Like a, seed, like a seed that begins to germinate in the soil, yes. all right? I mean, that's our philosophical take on it. Obviously, we agree. I mean, others would say, no, that is life. Life is growing, so therefore it's life. Well, okay, but 
but to call it murder is completely different. To call it a baby is completely different. Sure. So how is it that you're pro this coagulated mess of cells that's starting to become something, but anti Mexican baby in a fucking cage or well, sorry, Guatemalan El Salvadorian baby. No, you're, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. And I think if you remember, we had K dubs on and we were talking about this and I said something that she was a little confused on. And I said, you know, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't be okay with an abortion in my, like if my wife were to get pregnant, I wouldn't want her to have an abortion. Mm -hmm. Okay. That would be my opinion. Okay. And that is funny. And I'm sorry to interrupt, but that's from a married man who owns property and already has children. I mean, so, so yes. So you're, you're, you're skipping ahead, but you're yes. And the fact of the matter is, you know, I, I held, I've held my children when they were babies and I can't imagine them being anywhere else. I can't imagine anything happening to those kids. I can't imagine any of that. So then Dan, it would stand to reason that I cannot imagine the amount of pain, grief, and agony that a mother has to be already going through when she makes that decision. Right. So who are you to judge? Furthermore, everything I just said doesn't matter because it can't apply to someone else who is not in my life. Right, right. That's only your perspective from your life. Exactly. So when you realize that you can have a perspective that can exist within your vacuum and it can exist within. So, for instance, too, you know, the whole Black Lives Matter thing, right? Mm -hmm. How does that even affect me? It doesn't. Who cares, right? It doesn't affect me none. Right. Within my vacuum of existence, sure. But you... You have to think people keep saying this thing, Americans, America first, Americans first. Well, these are fucking Americans, man. They're right. they're black, but they're Americans. They're human fucking beings. But that's it. They don't see them as they don't see them as equals, Rocco. I just. I don't I'm never going to I'm not going to understand it. Let me let me go back to the to the abortion thing. And, you know, so you talk about laws not really affecting you and maybe you're not really in favor of a law that really sort of governs everything at once. What if instead of a national law that said abortion is legal constitutionally, what if it were up to the states? <laughs> it is. Well, no, it's not. Right now, it's it's constitutionally a national law that says no, abortion is legal. Yes, the but I, I a Roe v. Wade. Correct, but mo many states have many laws that make abortions incredibly difficult. Sure, sure. That's that's a fact. That's a fact. For example, in Kentucky, there's actually only one, I think, clinic you can even go to, which is severely underfunded. Um, so there's ways around it. There's loopholes that these conservative states are trying to find in order to make it harder for you to get one. But it doesn't mean they're illegal in those states. So would you be supportive of a law that said, no, it's up to the states or even counties? 
No, I would not be supportive of that. I would not support that. Pro-choice means a choice, means a woman's choice, Right. period. It's in her body. It is in her body. It would be a little different if, you know, Vicky from the local college has been down here. She's in perfect health, and this is her sixth abortion since she's been mm-hmm. a college student. Maybe we start looking into her life, not tell her it's illegal, but maybe we get some counselors involved. Mm-hmm. Maybe we get some therapists involved and figure out what's going on with Vicky. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's, Sticky Vicky is what they used to call her. It's right, exactly. <laughs> uh, but what I'm saying is, is let's not make her a criminal. Let's get her help. Right. Okay. So, see, I was trying to trap you there and see if you'd be all like, yeah, well, I don't like laws that tell the people what to do. So, I guess I'd be pro letting the states decide. And the reason why I disagree with that as well with you is that I don't want to live in a country because that's what we do. We live in a country. Um, and I don't want to live in a country where state by state those rules change. And obviously, we live in a, we live in a more liberal state, you know, New Thank York, God. where if it were left up to states, you would be pretty sure to assume that new york would have it um legalized but let's say in pennsylvania they don't and now all these teenage girls young women um it's really hard they have to take off of work or they have to take leave school in order to come into new york state where their insurance probably doesn't cover it you know and, and so that that makes things messy and then you start you know going to the van down by the river to have a guy rip it out you know, well, like, do you watch Shameless? Yes. Did you see the last season? Yes. Where they had a, a van for medical supplies. Yes. And the girl came from Missouri that wanted an abortion. Yes. And it was literally going to a dirty van to get an abortion. Yeah. I love the way the show does that. And I love the way the she got the prescription for the the pill that morning Mm -hmm. after pill and gave it to the little girl. And it's like, it's not pro, it's not pro life. It's anti woman. Mm. You just hate, you just hate women. I think that's, I think that's a major issue for them. I would agree. Uh, looks, uh, we've gone about 42 minutes here. Why don't we take a break and, uh, we'll come back and, We'll talk about some more really sizzling stuff, folks. Oh, I, I can't fucking wait. We'll be right back. Are you a small business looking to advertise on Critical Mass Podcast? Well, check us out on our Facebook page at Critical Mass Podcast 69. Contact us there to find out what your options are. We'd love to get the word out there about your business. Check us out. So, folks, we got a live read here. This is for uh, Critical Mass's first ever Catholic condoms. That's right. Whoa. Uh, yeah, they come in flavors, too. Jeez. Yeah. Um, some of the flavors are not limited to, but they're you know, basically you've got, you've got old man dick flavor, father priest uh, exclusive. Um, you've got wafer, you know, when you go up and get the 
body of Christ flavor. Amen. You've got flavors like wine, you know, because it's his blood. Um, there's all kinds of different flavors. Um, there's the there's a leather belt flavor, and I'm told that that's that's not really a like a like a nun hitting you with a belt thing. That's more of like you, your bite, I guess, because I'm not Catholic. You tell me, but it's something about biting the belt while the priest is raping you in the ass. Yeah, it's altar. It's it was it's an old altar boy secret handed down. Um, it hurts. It hurts less if you right. just ask for the belt to bite on. Right, right. Oh, and by the way, we should mention all of these condoms don't work. There's holes in all of them because yeah. Catholics believe that you shouldn't be wearing a condom because you shouldn't be having sex unless it's with a priest. Okay. Of course. Of course. So Dan, so, you you said you had topics. What do you yeah, what do you I got a couple of things that have been chapping my ass. The little weird things. Like, for example, the Washington football team, formerly the Redskins, several years ago had been getting into some hot water with their cheerleaders. Now, it's a well-known fact around the entire league that cheerleaders are underpaid and, in fact, are treated pretty unfairly. Some would argue you signed up for the job, you knew what was entailed, you know, you shouldn't really complain too much. Um, I think the Buffalo Bill cheerleaders, i.e. the Buffalo Jills, a few years ago tried to strike. Do you remember this? No, I don't because I don't care. But no, I totally. <laughs> right. Well, that that's see, that's skipping ahead a little bit too for me. Um, let's just get rid of cheerleading. Yeah. Um, because recently the Useless. Redskins organization, now the Washington football team organization, fell under more scrutiny about taking these cheerleaders out on a yacht or like, Oh, yeah. there was a photo shoot. And it was like really weird shit going on. And it's just like, you know what? Let's just get rid of cheerleading. Let's start an online petition. We can hawk it up to the people at moveon.org and just say, you know what? Enough's enough. They don't have it in the NBA. They don't have it at MLB. They don't have it in, um, you've heard of MLS, maybe they don't have it in MLS. They don't have it in any other major. They don't see it in hockey. I don't see it in any other sport except one time I saw cheerleaders at a local Razor Sharks basketball game. Do you remember the Razor Sharks? Razor Sharks? Uh, yeah, I They're, mean they were for basketball. They were not like, relevant. No, I mean, apparently they were very good. I don't know, one of their years, maybe. But their their cheerleaders were like, they just went to the ghetto and said, hey, can you speak English? And if they said yes, then they got to join the team. I mean, it was just, it's like, uh, why are these people here? Like, stop. Can we just stop with the cheerleaders? Uh, yeah, we had cheerleaders in grade school for the basketball team. Oh, wait, I, I do, was. Sorry, NBA does have cheerleaders. Yes. We, I remember, though, we had cheerleaders, but I played CYO basketball, which is the Catholic Youth Association, uh, the Catholic Youth Organization Church. was, yeah, it was because nobody gets cut. So that's why I joined that, because mm. I'm trying to play basketball. At the time, I'm four foot five. Mm. And, you know, it's just like I wanted to cut myself. I should have just been like, I don't I don't even know why I'm here. Um, <laughs> but the so cheerleaders. Exactly. Exa seventh grade basketball. I'll never forget that as long as I live. 
Um, but uh, and it's exactly it. But anyway, the cheerleaders. Okay, I feel like they. First of all, they were dressed fully clothed from head to toe. I mean, if they could have those girls wearing gloves, they would have (laughs) just to cover every part of their body. And what's funny to me is that the Catholics believed in that and the Muslims and how they want their women dressed. And Dan, I just I feel like there's a lesson there. (laughs) Yeah, there is. It's hard to parse out, but I, I believe there is. It's like, wait a minute. So a cheerleader can't cheer in a tank top and skirt because that's too sexual. But in the Catholic size, it's all right if she wears a tank top and skirt to a movie. Whereas the Muslims across the board are just like, you know what? You probably shouldn't wear that no matter where you are. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's just just, to me, it's just it's funny. Some of these similarities uh, between groups of people that hate each other. I just think it's super funny. Um, right. But I, I really get that from from that uh, the office when Andy was the manager and he said, um, you know, this is the lunch we're having. Um, but if you'd like the kosher or halal option, please let me know. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, what's the kosher option? And then he lists it off. And Andy goes, funny thing is the kosher option and the halal option are the exact same thing. There's a lesson there. Yeah. <laughs> it's <clears throat> like. But anyway, anyway, he's not quite sure. He's not quite sure. Exactly. So you said so we're talking about cheerleaders um, The the Washington football team, which I have a comment on them, but we can get to that in a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but you said the Washington football team, there was a bunch of controversy with the cheerleaders. Let's just get rid of cheerleading. Yeah, the, the, there seems to be over and over again a pattern of issues, whether or not they're paid well enough, um, you know, pretty much no matter what football team we're talking about, the cheerleaders are not allowed to even interact with the football players. Should they, though? Who gives a shit? They're adults. I mean, I guess. I don't understand cheerleading. I have no respect for it. (laughs) Um, I understand that, but we're talking about fully formed and grown adult women and fully formed, grown adult men. Why can't they talk to each other? Why can't there be fraternization between them? I don't give a fuck. If it can happen in high school, if it can happen in college. I mean, a few years ago, there was a college player who scored a touchdown, walked over to his girlfriend on the cheerleading squad, and proposed to her. That's a fucking spectacle, isn't it? I mean, but sure. Somehow, that's, somehow that would be inappropriate if an NFL player did it. But I know a guy that works at a company where there's union members and non-union members, and during work hours, they're not allowed to talk to each other at all. They're not allowed to speak to one another. The union members have to stay within their job and do their thing because they're union members and the non-union workers are not even allowed to to talk to them, period, during work hours. Mm -hmm. Outside smoking a cigarette, sure. You know, at lunch, why not? But if they're working, even if they're passing through each other's workstations, Mm -hmm. they're literally not allowed to speak to each other. Yeah, and I would have to say that that sounds like a very unique situation, and it's all dependent upon the contract that was negotiated upon between the union members and the non-union members, between management and and the workforce. So heavy machinery. I don't, I don't heavy... think that that I don't think that that is necessarily the case across the board. Um, you know, but go ahead. No, I was just gonna say it's heavy machinery, and it's the distraction. 
because the union wants to protect the heavy machine operators, right? They don't want them talking to anyone else that's non-union because then it's why were you talking to them if they weren't even part of your division, part of your group, right? Um, and ju- they just kind of get that problem. But I guess the point I'm making is, you know, there are other professions that say these two groups of people are not allowed to talk during work hours. After work hours, you're adults. Yeah, but Do that's the fuck you want to. No, but that's the thing, Rocco. Even after, they're not allowed to. They're not allowed to fraternize with them at oh, all. I didn't know that. That I didn't know. That's yeah. weird. That's weird. That is that's weird. That's fucking stupid is what it is. It's not yeah, just weird. It's stupid. I don't I don't understand that. Yeah. I don't care. And they're paid so little. It's like, why? You, you know, I understand you're going to break some teenage girl's heart. If we just said, okay, tomorrow it's illegal. Then you got all these girls who are like 18, 19, 20, who dreamed of being a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader or Buffalo Jill or no whatever. <laughs> or whatever. You know, they went to school for dance, and now you know they think that you know this oh. is what they this is what they want. They want to be a dance coach, but you can't be a coach unless you've walked a mile in their shoes. Okay, I don't want to sit here and bash cheerleading, but there is no point to it as far as it existing in the NFL. It doesn't need to happen. Look, in the NBA, I haven't heard any problems. Maybe there are, but I haven't heard of any. Okay, but in the NFL, year after year after year, there's problem after problem after problem. Just get rid of it. It doesn't need to be there. Look, we have an NFL season right now, and there's no one in the fucking stands. Yeah, well, depending upon the city. Depending on the state that it, yeah, the state yeah. that it's in. But yeah, but still, I mean, there's barely anyone. You know what I mean? It's it's a True. third of the capacity or whatever the state law is. Yeah. So. Whatever, and there's no cheerleaders, right? No, no. I mean, no the, the first game, the Kansas City game, I don't, I didn't see any cheerleaders there. They're pointless. They don't need to be there. The, no, the sport no... is not going to crumble if they don't exist. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. Now, I absolutely agree. Look, I'm sure that to some degree they do a lot of good community work. They walk into a nursing home here and there and sign autographs. They go into an elementary school and teach little girls how to be empowered. Here's the thing. Give Mr. Rosenblatt a boner that he hasn't gotten in like 25 years. Here's the thing. If you want to do community work, why do you have to be scantily clad? Like, why do you have to be? If you truly care about doing the community work through the football team, then join the team's social outreach program or something like that. I'm making that up, but like create something out of thin air. You don't have to be a Barbie doll dancing in unison on the sideline in order to have a positive impact on the community around you. You can wear whatever you want outside of the the field. I mean, what I'm saying is if you gave a shit about the community, if that's your excuse that, oh, cheerleaders do all this, they do this and that outside of the community, then why do they have to be cheerleaders? Can't they just be good people that want to do things for the community in the name of that football team? Hey, we work for the Dallas Cowboys. Hey, we work for the Green Bay Packers. We're we're going into every uh, poor elementary school this summer, and we're 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 helping take out asbestos, and we're putting in new tiles, and we're painting the gymnasium, and it's going to be painted Green Bay Packer green and yellow. Like sounds beautiful. Like I think that should be the new cheerleader. 
Stop making it about some hyper and don't pretend it isn't hyper sexualized because it oh, fucking yeah. is. I hate you know what that. I mean? I it's, hate. I hate that's ridiculous. That. And you're bringing me into something else too, cuties. Did you hear about the fake outrage? Yeah. Let me, so let me just finish up this. Please, we'll go please. on a cute. Please. This is really just a personal thing. Dallas Cowboys, right? 1970-something is when the cheerleaders first appeared. They were the very first cheerleading squad for a national football team. And, yeah. And Tom Landry, the head coach at the time, was a devout evangelical Protestant. And when he, I know, but he's a master of the game. But look, when he saw this happening, he's like, this is unreal this is hyper sexualized this is not okay this is disgusting he he was actually he couldn't even watch it he had to turn away he's he, got all kinds of problems well he's dead so fuck you but that's kind of my point is that even the very first football team that had it had a problem with it so from the very beginning no one liked him but yeah, this cuties thing, I, I didn't even see it on Facebook. What's that all about? There's this outrage that they're scantily clad young women, and yes. by young women, I mean little tiny girls, about so, to do a dance routine, which reminds me of Donnie Darko, and I hope that you've seen the movie. Okay, so Donnie Darko, obviously, I've, I not only have seen it, I own it. Okay. Um, S- sparkle Motion. Yes, yeah, Sparkle Motion. This makes... Uh, spark. This is... Anyway... Let's let's start at the beginning. Okay. Netflix, if anyone's fault this is for the severe miscommunication, it is Netflix's way of how they branded and advertised the film. They branded and advertised the film in a way to make it look like child pornography, very sexualized young girls okay Mm -hmm. that's what the advertising looked like you can't escape it if you look at the advertising that's what it fucking looks like it's disgusting dan it's Mm -hmm. it's it is disgusting are you talking about like actual like commercials for it or just the image of what the movie would be the images not even a trailer. We're not even talking about the trailer, but the images the trailer that's the issue is that these people didn't even watch the trailer the director of the film had to come out and say that the movie is about the extreme amount of pressure pressure little girls are put under in regards to sex and how oh, sad that that is to uh. th- these little girls from what they see on TV to what's advertised to them to clothing to the types of clothing to their parents the extreme pressures so the movie is actually anti so it's shedding a light on the issue is what you're saying correct right enter conservative christians yeah yeah who are honestly the dumbest group of human beings I've probably ever had the misfortune of fucking dealing with Mm. who want blood. They want it to be canceled. They want it to be gone. Mm -hmm. And 
they don't even understand that the movie is about what they're concerned about. Right, 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 right. It's kind of like how when your mom was like listening to rap music, or when you were listening to rap music, and mom was like, "What change this channel? Or, this is not right. like no, like mom." He's saying he's walking through the valley of the shadow of death. He's talking about like how crazy life is in the ghetto. Like he's not promoting it. Like they don't understand. They just hear they hear about violence. They hear about this and that, and they think, "Oh, you're you're promoting this." It's like no, a lot of times they're talking about how it's fucked them up. <laughs> yeah, it's like, dude, it goes back to Sublime's most famous song, "Date Rape." You know, I remember um, someone looked at the other like, "Oh my God, there's a song in here called Date Rape. That's fucked up." Yeah. yeah, I never want my kids listening to this. And then you re, re you listen to the song, and it's all about you know anti date right. rape. Like, listen to the fucking song, watch the fucking movie, learn how to read, and that's and that's where I call it fake outrage. So then let's link this back mm. to cheerleading. These yeah. are dance moms, cheerleading moms, pageant yep. moms. Yep. Yep. So you want to sit here and bitch about a movie you don't even understand because you're too stupid to understand it. Yeah. Meanwhile, Billy Billy Ray Joe Bob, you're getting her ready for toddlers and tiaras. She's she's three years old in a fucking bikini for no goddamn reason at all on a stage flaunting herself out because mommy told her to living right. some vicarious dream through your daughter, you fat piece of bi- shit, you dumb bitch on your <laughs> on your fucking fourth carton of cigarettes this week drinking. You tell him. You know what I mean? Like, just shut up. Just shut your stupid fucking fat mouth. Just shut it. Just shut up. God. <laughs> I, I just, oh, it makes me so angry. It's just like you, you take yeah. out all your anger on cuties, and then you get your daughter ready for cheerleading practice where she's freaking, you know, flying around, you know, legs spread up in the air, but that's okay. Right. Look, man. I, I know it's a ridiculous question, but I mean, if we actually contacted moveon.org, do you think they'd listen to us? Do you think that they'd be like, okay? I I don't I don't. We'd know. have to make a great case, wouldn't we? There's no point in cheerleading. Look, folks, if you're listening to this right now and you have a young girl, by the way, I have three. I have one. I'm gonna do my best to talk them out of it. But if they sure. still want to do it, fine. But it's a waste of goddamn time. It it is. It is. My daughter, uh, she does dance, mm-hmm. but she does tap, ballet, mm-hmm. and clerical. What is clerical? Is that like where they she types? That's what I asked. She didn't. <laughs> she couldn't say lyrical. Oh, that's cute. Where you dance to lyrical music, that's you know. Cute. She's like, and I do tap. I do, and the way she says it to people, I do tap, I do ballet, and I do clerical. And I'm like, you do clerical work for who? What are you typing over there? You could barely type. And she's just like, no, Dad, that's it's data information. Are you? <laughs> yeah. What are you doing over there? So I, I say no to clerical dancing because I don't know what it is, and it confuses me. Clerical mass is anti-clerical dancing. You heard it here, folks. Exactly, exactly. Um, but change. let's change gears. You said you had multiple topics. Give me another one. Well, so I might, I might do a bit out of this, but I'm not quite sure yet. I've noticed, because I spend enough time in the car with my wife, 
you know, she has pretty shitty taste in music. Love yeah. you, honey. Um, but a lot of the popular music that you're hearing today, and I don't want to say that they're untalented. Um, well, I'm they sure are. that I'm sure a majority have you know the ability to create fantastic music, and they're great artists in their own right. Um, yes, a lot of it is hip hop driven. Um, so I, I would say a lot of the pop slash hip hoppy pop music that you hear on on you know the top forty radio tends to sound like the lead singer we'll call them a lead singer, is half asleep. Like they're mumbling everything that they're saying. Like that's that's the trend right now. And look, I don't want to come out here and say that my music is better. I listen to a lot of variety. Some of it is screaming. Okay? So sure. that's a particular vocal style. And so right now we're seeing a particular vocal style of of musicians that sound like you know how when you're sleeping next to somebody and they start talking in their sleep it's like i think there's a what's that new justin bieber song he's like he's singing it's just like dude it's like are you wake up enunciate and pull your pants up young man come on like do you know what i'm talking about i don't because i don't uh, Justin Bieber's not allowed in my home. Not any of his works are allowed. Um, are you pulling it up? Yeah, I'm gonna look it up right now. I, I uh, my, I, I don't know. My wife's got a pretty. My wife and I have a pretty um similar taste in music. Um, so I don't, I don't have that complaint. It's more my daughter. She listens to JoJo Siwa, and that's. <laughs> that's not even music. That's the devil. It's, an, it's Justin Bieber's Intentions. That's the song that's pretty popular right now. Now, we don't have the rights to play this music, so I'm holding it away from the microphone. Right. Now, he actually enunciates pretty well, but it's still like... You need to first of all, you Guys. need to be a man and tell her to stop listening to that stuff. She's you're not gonna change someone's musical taste. I don't want to be that guy, you know. But come on, folks, really? Like that seems to be the trend too. I mean, and and there are plenty of hip hop artists, black and white, that are making these sounds that come out of their voice that is just like. I mean, Post Malone, for example, white guy, but that's the current rap trend right now is mumbling. It's it's mumble rap. It's ridiculous. Awful. Speak up. Speak up. The whole yeah. point of rap is that your lyric game is fucking on point, yes. and yet we can't even understand you. Yeah, I mean, you're exactly you're exactly right. Um. Right now, in any new, I don't think there's any any new music out that's good. Um, however, it's not that I take I push back on. Why? What's good that's out right now? Well, just because it's not in the top forty doesn't mean it isn't good. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of new music coming out now that's very good. All right, here we go. Let me rephrase. There's nothing good in the top forty right now. Okay, and let me also push back on that and say that. You and I have musical tastes that do not match what we're hearing in the top 40. 
I mean, we can't say that that music isn't good. It just sounds like shit to us. I just said it, though. (laughs) (laughs) Like, everybody wants to hate on uh, Taylor Swift, for example. But if you actually talk to anybody that studied music and does it for a living, she's actually a music genius. Now, you couldn't pay me to listen to her an album of hers. No. And my God, I'd actually commit suicide if my wife said she's taking me to a concert of hers. My God. Oh, yeah. But let me tell you, a lot of people I've talked to um, are actually very impressed with her. Not only does she have incredible incredible music um, talent, but she she writes her own music, which a lot of pop stars don't. That's true. Not just the lyrics, but the music itself. She arranges it. I mean, she has an incredible uh, aptitude when it comes to that kind of stuff. So I'll give her that respect, but I think it's garbage to my ears. What I'm saying is I think there's a lot more to it than simply just a melody and a pop star. You know? And I think that that's true for a lot of the artists that we're hearing. It's just, for us, it's a lot of the same thing over and over again. Like the mumbling and the... You know, that hi-hat synthetic sound. Oh, I know exactly what you mean by that. No, but I think every genre has something like that. You know? I don't know. I'm at a point, maybe I'm just getting old. Um, You know, I used to love the thrash screaming. Like, when you and I went to go see uh, Manchester Orchestra at Water Street. um, Great show such a great show i got hit in the face during that show um such a great show what i'm sorry about it about about hitting you i i got i got a little heated i don't know who it was but it was an elbow and it came directly to my my not my nozzle area right here ouch that's that's the scientific term um but i am really into the musical experience now and i've become very picky where i really only want to go to one concert anymore and i've already got my tickets for 2021 and what's that for uh uh dave matthews at saratoga didn't know i didn't peg you as a matthews guy i wasn't i wasn't but you did enough drugs and you finally got there no um i i always respected his music i always enjoyed it um and then I strangely, when I was dealing with a lot of personal stuff, um, I stumbled upon a lot of his music and, uh, it it really, really helped. It was very calming and soothing. And if you really listen to the lyrics, um, the man can talk about the dirtiest of sex without using any bad words, the insinuations. Yeah. I was just thinking about that a lot lately. Um, because I'm a long time Dave Matthews band listener and fan. I've, I mean, since my early teens, I've been listening yeah. to him. So I know exactly what you're talking about. But only, I think, later in life have I really, truly understood that, like, oh, this song's about sex. Even though it didn't sound like that at yes. first. And actually, there's some songs that he's actually admitted where he's just all out, like, this is a fucking sex song. And yeah, when you listen to some of the, even the newer stuff, there's one where he says come a lot, but he, you think that he's talking about C O M E. Yes. Yes. I think it's clearly, he's talking about the other one the other yes. one. And it's so blatantly dirty. And it's the newest album. Yes. Yes. I have it. Yeah. But, um, that's a great example where he's just like, fucking, I'm going to dirty this thing up real dirty, real dirty. 
Exactly, but it's it's through insinuation, which to me is an art within itself. Right. And right. have you ever been to Saratoga? I have not, no. Okay, so that sealed it for me. Um, I went two years ago for the first time. And yeah. um, They I used to do a double night there. Was that what yes. happened when you were there? Yes, okay. we went both nights. Um, in a world mm-hmm. that we live in right now, that show of more than, I would say, 20,000 people that were there mm-hmm. renewed my faith in mankind, if not forever, but for that time. There was so much love in that entire park and people helping people and people loving people for no other reason other than they just want to get fucked up and see some mm-hmm. really good music. There were no fights. There were no brawls. There was no violence. There was no hatred. People I had never met offering to feed us. Um, people that I've never met offer, hey, play a game because you're out in a field. You're having a great time. There's a bunch of random ass people. Um, just everyone being nice. You know, I saw someone who was super wasted and fell over and some like random people run over and was like, Hey, do you need water? Can I help you mm-hmm. trying to sit them down? Like it was, it was knowing that this band brought all these people together. Yeah. I think in the right circumstance, a, a giant Dave Matthews band show can feel like, and I'm assuming this can feel like a mini Woodstock mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. the entire, there's this just feeling of peace and love Yes, uh, because that's really what the music emanates. And, and, you know, I've, like I said, I was a listener as a teen before I did any drugs or drank and I made a, a spiritual connection to that music. So I can go to a Dave Matthews show and be taken to that spiritual, yes. wonderful place without drugs and alcohol. Sure. Surely everything in life is enhanced with drugs and alcohol. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, what isn't, really? Yeah. Um, but the point, like what you're talking about, that magic that you're feeling when, you, when you're there, that has nothing to do with the drugs. Exactly. That's, exactly. that's all the vibe. That's all the energy that you're going to see at a Dave show. And, and I'm glad that you're that you're into it now. So you've got tickets for Saratoga again. Is it this year? 2021. Um, okay. In July, and we've already. I mean, we're at a point where we got babysitters lined up. We got a hotel accommodations lined up. Um, we we know who we're going with. Um, we're going with uh, Dr. Richard Cox and um, Ale, mm-hmm. and possibly uh, one of. The, I, I mean, uh, apparently. One of the debts and his weef yes, go yes, often, yeah. and I already spoke to him, and he said he wasn't sure, but most likely. So we meet up with them as well. Well, that's because his other half is a huge DMB fan, and we'll I know she is pretty much anywhere to see him. So it's it's he's it's like a home well, run. He's like all I gotta first, do is toss it up. Yeah, my first time going, she couldn't go, and she was super unhappy, and she was just like, oh, my God, make sure you have fun. I wish I was there because it's your first time. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, us too. Even my wife, I mean, I never seen her like that before in such a great way. She was she was out of her shell and just having wow. such a blast. Wow. So we want to recapture that. Well, good for you. How about we take a break, we'll come back, and we'll do... 
guess what? Oh, everybody's favorite. Fuck you. We'll be right back. From the far reaches of the galaxy to an internet location near you, we're Don'tForgetATowel.com, your daily source for geeky pop culture news, reviews, interviews, and so much more. So as you're hitchhiking your way through the universe, don't forget to travel safe, and don't forget a towel. All right, so this is our fuck you section. And um, I guess I'll go first. Please. We're just, we're just talking about this. It might it might punch you on the chin a little bit, but I want you to hear me out. Okay. Fuck you. To these whiny crybabies who are saying that, you know, trick-or-treating is going to be restricted to some degree this year. First of all, you are not oppressed. The CDC says it's high risk. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not that you can't enjoy it or do it, but that trick-or-treating is going to be mm, tricky. Stay with me. Use your head and be safe as possible. Stop acting like you're oppressed some disadvantaged New Yorker under Cuomo's thumb. It's exhausting to listen to these people. It's Cuomo's fault. We can't go trick-or-treating. The CDC now says we can't go trick-or-treating. They're all stupid. They're making excuses. They would rather focus on the negative instead of finding some positive way to give their kids some sort of experience during Halloween. There you go. I'm going to take my kids trick-or-treating. They're going to be wearing a mask. I might be able to, and I haven't figured it out yet, find some way of getting the candy to the kids without coming within six feet of these people i might in fact bring a bucket set it down on the step or the porch step back allow the people to put the candy in the bucket and pick it up after they've left and walk away now no one's coming within six feet of each other we're all wearing masks okay then the candy that's in the bucket i put in their bags because they like to carry it then when i bring it back to the house i don't even take the candy in the house i go to the garage I spray it down with Lysol, and I let it sit there for 24 hours. Then, tomorrow, they get to have the candy. They got the trick-or-treat. They got their candy. Everybody's safe. Now, look, I'm just spitballing. I'm just thinking of options, okay? And yet, all these other people out there are like, Oh, the CDC says we can't go trick-or-treat. It's too dangerous. God, we're being restricted. Shut up, you fucking whiny bitches. Okay? Life yep. threw you a curveball. Find a way around it. I've heard of other people that own bars that have shut down because they're like, oh, well, Cuomo won't open up the bar. Okay, you own space. You don't own a bar. You own space. Yeah. Do something with it. Are you creative or not? That's up to you. So fuck you. You know what? I'm glad you, I'm glad you said it that way because I 100% agree with you. And it's easier to blame Cuomo than to actually use your own brain. Right. It's like, oh well, Cuomo's fault. Figure it out, dude. Like, look at those bars that created like the Cuomo fries. Like, because mm-hmm. you had to sell food. Oh, okay, I, I'm 
that's creative. At least you're being creative. You're thinking about something. Right, right. <laughs> like, we may not agree politically, but at least you've come up with something. Exactly. Yeah. To, you're, you know, now on the converse to that, my kids are not going trick-or-treating. In fact, I was hoping the CDC would cancel trick-or-treating altogether because I think that it's a freaking stupid handout, and I'm tired of handing candy out to these goddamn little ingrates. Um, well, you're an angry old man. Exactly. Get off my... T- property like come on you know and and i don't like my kids going door to door begging for food um you know (laughs) maybe i'm just a terrible person but it's just like you are you're a terrible person yeah but i hate doing it i've always you're a joyless soulless horrible person who will never be loved or love no never um i hated trick-or-treating when i was a child really yes why because I was Darth Vader in a parka. I was Superman in a parka. I was, you know, it was, I, I, I was what? A, a skeleton in a parka every year in a parka. Fuck you. I'm, t- I'm so tired. I was so tired of it. And I go home so cold and wet and angry. One year it was snowing during Halloween. And at yeah. every door, my father thought it'd be funny that, and you know what? Instead of trick or treat, let's say Merry Christmas. And he did it at every door, and he thought it was so funny. And yeah. I was just g- give me the goddamn candy. I just want to go home. <laughs> like I banked as a child. Yeah. I banked on the fact that my mom didn't hand out all the candy because I just didn't give a shit. I'll just eat the candy that they had bought that was already like. As a kid, I couldn't wrap my head around the fact that we had bags of candy at home. Right. Why do I need to go there to get candy that we already have? Yeah, Mom, you went to the store, right? All right, problem solved. (laughs) You know what? If it makes you feel better, Mom, put it in the fucking bag. I'll walk around the house. I'll do a couple laps around the house, and then I'll I'll sit down and I'll eat the fucking candy. So now, Rock, Rock, this is a stand-up bit. Okay, I can't wait until COVID's over and you can get back on stage, man. You Thank really got to do it. I, I All right, really so let's hear your fuck you, though, really. All right, my fuck you has to do with a reality television show that because myself and the Weef have spent so much time together, I have had the, the sadness not only to watch but to also follow. And that is a show called 90 Day Fiancé. Well, you got to be specific because my wife watches pretty much every version that's available. Same with mine. There's a there's a 90 day fiance before they fall in that's love. The, that's during. I think the one. There's a during. There's an after. There's a pillow talk where they watch other 90 day fiances and then Not make that one. talk shit about them. There's one where they where the other 90 day fiances respond to like Twitter. Comments about them. That's a whole different one. That's I didn't even know that existed. Yes, dude. It's I, out of control. It's it's stupid. So fuck you to this show and the the people that produce the show that I really feel like are like either flicking their bean or like jerking off <laughs> hearing about how sad these people's lives are. They're they're so some of them I have pity for, and some of them are just awful people. Oh, they're all terrible people. 
but there's some there's this one guy who has given forty thousand dollars to this Ukrainian woman. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and I'm looking at him today, and he's just like, I still, but I still love her, and I want. After she literally just said she took the money yeah. and wants him to move on. Yeah. And he's still like, I just, I want the world to know. Like, dude, now, no you're doing a voice, but the, you know that's not what he sounds like. I, We're I, talking I, about two different people. The 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 really sad dude who owns a nail salon. <laughs> oh wait. Okay, now now I'm actually confused. That's how sad the show is. That that doesn't actually narrow it down. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's how exactly. That is how sad. Now you're talking about the guy who's like really old and he had all those glam shots of him outside of his Corvette in like 1993. No, not that guy. Okay. Not the super wealthy one. Okay. No. Um does this guy have no neck? He's like the little short one with no neck. No, no. He's he's uh he's uh, a man of he's a he's a black guy. <coughs> and he and fell not... he fell okay. in love with a Ukrainian woman named Maria and he had a whole Cancun trip and she just fucking flat out didn't show up oh yeah yeah, yeah. i know <laughs> and he just like had his dinner alone and just sat there and ate like lobster while he cried <laughs> and i'm just like yeah dude, i know what you're talking about <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting there going yeah at this point i would sure would i be heartbroken at that point yes but i would get so annihilated drunk and just try and meet new people at the resort. That's just what I would do. I, I would yeah. fucking tell people, like, yeah, I was supposed to meet up with some broad. She didn't fucking show up. Fuck her. I'm going to live my life and have a good life. And he's still defending this this bitch. Then you got this one woman who goes to Africa and meets this this Kenyan man. And the Kenyan man says to her, if you can't have a child, then I have to find another woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... Like she's pushing sixty. So yeah, yeah, I, that and she's a Trump supporter. And oh, and she's trash. She's trash. Dude, she's and, terrible. And, oh, yeah, I'm thinking about. There's actually two like that. I think I'm talking about the other one. Well, like yeah, but, the more recent one. Yeah. Yeah, and but like you, so you think, you think to yourself. Oh man, that's really fucked up. This dude, if he can't bear a child with her, he's just gonna toss her to the side and find someone else. Then yeah. she starts speaking, and you're like, he should just toss her to the side for any reason. Yeah. <laughs> like any reason he can in fact he needs to find a reason and fast. Yeah. And she's a terrible mother, too. But lastly, Dan, the last thing I want to say about this mm-hmm. is the women that go to Middle Eastern countries, and when they are there, they are forced to cover their bodies from head to toe. Mm -hmm. And in one wedding, they had a wedding at a mosque. Uh, To be a witness to to the wedding and sign the wedding license, you either had to be one man to be the witness or two women to be the witness because they're only 50% of a person. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> and, and I'm Come sitting on. there just going, who the fuck marries into this? Who says this is, yeah, I, I want to live in a yeah. place that thinks I'm a second class yeah. fucking person. Yeah. Now then it got me into like some deep thought, right? 7 billion people in the world. And that's the guy you want. Okay. 
Yeah, exactly. But like I think about it and I think about culture and I think, you know, that's their culture and that culture is like fucked up. Right. Mm -hmm. But then I think about the converse and being a little girl in the United States where the opposite is pushed on you your entire life. Sex, sexuality, use your body, be sexy. These are your role models. They're all sexy. And is, Mm -hmm. is that, are we any better? Are we any right? It's sort of the opposite end of the spectrum. Yes. Or like because for so long we're still a very Protestant, like evangelical country. Like where we sure. came from, the people that came over here that were so fundamental Christian that even the in Puritans. England, yeah, the Puritans were a puritanical society. So even in England back then, they were like, "Well, fuck, we can't even practice our religion because we're, so, we're so strict. Let's go to America. We're, we'll start our own country." And so basically, this country was founded on Puritan beliefs, and. Now we have a culture that is completely anti that, right? That says to young women, okay, your power is derived from your sexuality. Unfortunately, I mean, I'm not saying that happens in every case, but that happens a lot. And you're right. It's weird. It's it's, it's the other end of the spectrum. It's like, okay, does sex have power or doesn't it? And if it does, is it okay to use it? And when isn't it? It's like, we're two men having this conversation about how women should or shouldn't use their sexuality. It's, it's bizarre. It, it but, is bizarre, and you don't know which way is right. Right. You don't. Yeah. You know, you've got, like I said, those Muslim countries where it's cover your body head to toe. You should only be able to see your eyes, and um, that's the way it is, and that's just the law there. And you're like, well, that's fucked up. She should be able to dress however she wants to mm-hmm. because she's a fucking person. And then you come to America, and I'm a prepubescent boy not understanding why I have such an erection during a mm-hmm. Pepsi commercial. Right. <laughs> Like, like, yeah. you, you know, it, it's, it's so that bodies, know. that bodies are a commodity in some way that yes. sex is, is to be bought and sold. And if you don't have X, Y, and Z, then you are not a part of the equation, you know, and that it, defeats people as well. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's tough. So just fuck you to 90 day fiance. Fuck you for these people that even exist and and fuck you for thinking that your culture where you came from is somehow superior mm-hmm. than anywhere else and i think that if if we as people can maybe just fucking learn that then maybe we get along better but we're all going to end up killing each other in 4 years anyway so hopefully okay well this has been a great first episode of season 12 Yes. Yeah, season M, maybe. I don't season know. Season M. We're workshopping that. <laughs> For, mm. Yeah. But next week, hopefully, we'll, we'll have some guests on, some very exciting news there. And um, I guess that's it. Yeah. Uh, I want to say, yeah, I just want to say thanks to the guys over at Insensitive Culture Podcast. You guys are fucking hilarious. Um, thanks for the thanks for the shout outs every time. Appreciate you guys. Um, thanks to our friends over at the Genesee Beard Company who are always making your beard feel so good. And uh, the guys over at don'tforgetatowel.com, um, really appreciate you guys promoting us. Um, really looking forward to your new comic coming out. And uh, we can't wait to have you guys on the show. Um, and that's about it. Okay. Well, this has been great. Good talking to everybody. We'll see you next week. Uh, party on, Wayne. Yeah, bye everyone. Peace.
Wampa.